0: It is the Man Cave Football Podcast. I am your host, Dan Casper. along with me this time, Mr. Brandenburg, as you hear every Friday morning, sometimes Wednesday morning, sometimes Monday mornings, whenever I call him in uh, for the morning show.
1: Good to see you, boss. You as well. It's a little weird being in here not... In the morning? Not early in the morning, but you know what? I can handle it. It's in the p.m. In the it's p.m. In the PM we won't give away too many of the secrets, but exactly. it's sometime in the p.m.
0: <laughs> uh, we're getting ready for NFL free agency so we're doing a little free agency primer, uh, with the uh, with the Man Cave Football podcast. So essentially, we're just going to kind of look at a few players, Brandon, put on our prediction hats, or you know, see where we're gonna, what we think are best fits for some of these players. And uh, it's going to be a crazy mayhem with the whole CBA, and they're pushing back the franchise tag. So that Monday with the legal tampering, you know, quote unquote legal tampering, uh, window opening last year we saw already some reports of players signing, where now you got the franchise tag added to the same day as the deadline. That's going to be a crazy Monday morning. It's crazy be like Monday. Adam Schefter's
1: day. Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Easter, and Arbor Day all rolled into one. Just
0: make sure you're following the correct. Adam Yes, Schefter. do
1: not get duped by fake by fake accounts. Fake Adam Schefter,
0: fake Ian Rapaport. Those are probably the two popular ones. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody wants to do a fake Twitter account of one of us, I think that's a compliment. That'd be, a, that'd be a compliment a little bit, unless you're mocking. Let's still take it as a compliment, yeah. actually. So there you go. There, I that's probably have worse things said about me, so I can handle it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're right. All right. So should we get to it? Let's get, get to dive it right is? in. Uh, I think when we talk about uh, the free agency, there's one player that's highlighting it all, and that's a uh, soon-to-be 43-year-old quarterback and Tom Brady. Uh, nobody knows as of this recording where he's going to go, if he's going to go anywhere other than New England. But you look at him and he's going to be 43 and before the season starts I just I, I look at this and multiple things are going through my mind Brandon. a what what the hell is Tom Brady thinking nowadays he's gonna be 43 and what does he expect I mean you, we're hearing numbers of 30 million he wants he finally wants to cash in because he's been taking a pay cut. I'm like, but dude, you're gonna be 43 you know so I mean how much can you expect and then he wants to go to a team that has weapons but if you want all this money that team's going to need some money to get weapons so I guess I'm of the mindset Brandon if I'm Bill Belichick and I'm the Patriots I know Robert Kraft wants him to stay there but if I'm Bill Belichick and Tom Brady wants 30 million yet he wants weapons I'll be like see ya you know I'll go and get a Teddy Bridgewater or something like that and surround he's a little bit younger and surround him with some weapons and I just i i don't know, and I don't know if this is an ego thing from from Brady to, to, you know the mindset of like you know I want to prove it to everybody it's not Bill Belichick that I can go somewhere else and win and kind of you know even improve my legacy a little bit more because what was it a couple years ago the rumors of the fractions within the foundation and Brady's you know getting annoyed with Belichick because he's still so hard on him and all that I just I look at this, if if I'm Bill and Brady wants to go and wants thirty million see you later. I I that I I just can't see a team that would want to spend thirty million or whatever it is on t- and honestly of all the teams out there the only team I can think of that would be a, maybe a decent fit would be Tennessee with the running game and the younger wide receivers and the
1: Mike Vrabel connection for it, a teammate right exactly yeah it's an it's very unique I mean more often than not I mean I can't think of the last you know high profile player of Tom Brady's caliber mm-hmm. to hit free agency and that's just right. something you see in the NFL normally. If you're somewhere, you stay there, or you get traded. You know that's kind of the thing that makes the NFL free agents unique. But you're right when it comes to Tom Brady. You know the fact that it got this far, I think, says something. Yeah, and, and it doesn't feel like it's just like oh, I want to go and you know feel it out process. Like it, there's yeah. you know where there's smoke, there's fire.
0: And Breeze is different because it's, it's known that he wants to stay in New yeah. Orleans. I mean that that's known, so it's different for, it's, for it's, the if Breeze. If he's coming
1: factor. back, he's going to be in New Orleans.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is where you know Brady negotiated so he could be a free agent this year and he's hasn't gone out there and say well yeah i want to go back to you know new england i want to be a new england patriot i mean you know if you ask him he probably would did say or would say that yeah i'll I'll go back to new england if but he hasn't he's like oh we'll see what happens yeah you know he's leaving that door open to that possibility
1: yeah and that's that's very interesting too because you mentioned with the the whole kind of you know, wanting to do it on his own thing, and normally when people, you know, especially in Wisconsin, look at the whole Brady Belichick thing, it's always you know, Belichick. Yeah. What is Belichick doing? And you know, maybe you know Brady kind of being a benefactor of you know the the greatness that is Bill Belichick. But you're right. At the same time, it's kind of a you know maybe there's a little bit of that. Well, you know, hey, I I did a you know I did a pretty good part of this myself. I mean, I'm the guy that threw for 500 yards in the comeback you know Super Bowl against Atlanta. You know, I did this. You know, he did a lot, but. You know, maybe he sees this as you know his legacy there. I mean, regardless of what happens, if he goes somewhere and you know, kind of washes out, yeah. You know, is does that take away you know the six Super Bowls? No,
0: no, it doesn't. I just this is just a weird, weird scenario that it's different than Favre. Yeah, you, you know that whole thing. This is just this is completely different, and you know the whole San Francisco rumor. It's fun to talk about, but I mean, if you are John Lynch, if you really do that. Then I mean, unless you win a Super Bowl right away then you're vindicated. It's all,
1: in, in, in that way it's almost a little bit similar to Fire going to the Vikings in oh nine, where you right. had this tailor made team already. I mean that, granted that team has already been to the Super Bowl. You know, right. Previously, you know, the year before Fire got there, it was just, you know, they had just been to the playoffs. Was
0: it Tavares Jackson was the Yeah, starter? they made, yeah. they
1: lost in the first round of the playoffs. So yeah. You know, it's a little bit different here. Where if you think that's kind of the difference, that's what gets you over the hump of winning just that one more game. But mm-hmm. you're right; there's just so many moving parts, and you're you'd really be staking yourself to the idea that you know, hey, this is going to do it. Because if it doesn't, well, right? Where are you at? Where yeah. are you at then?
0: Yeah. So I, this one's hard to predict. I mean, part of me is like, okay, there's the, it, it'll be back to New England. But then there's the other part of me is the Eagle part too. I, I think these are two very Ego-minded people, Belichick and Brady, where they're going to hold ground. You know, Belichick's going to hold firm on and his proud stance. Yeah. yeah, And Brady's going to be Peppers. hold stance on his. So I, but then I don't know. This one's I, I. I don't have a good prediction.
1: I don't either. Like part of me just wants in, in spots like this because there's so many options, just defer to what would be the easiest, which is just say he's going back to New England. But yeah. you look at Tennessee. Obviously, you mentioned for those reasons, but you know you've got the fact that Derek Henry's free agent. What do you do there? I mean, there's been some reports that, you know, based on what he's going to be looking for, you know, maybe that's not in Tennessee's price range. And maybe they'd be looking to, get you know, grab a running back in the draft. And then suddenly, you know, that's a little different. There's some good young weapons there. But if you're looking comparing those young weapons to a team like Tampa Bay, I I don't think you can say it's better than, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard.
0: Right. You know, you mentioned Derek Henry. I don't think a lot of people realize he is a free agent. Yeah. Uh, When you look at the lists, I mean, he's not – on some of them, at least, he's not way up there. Is it just because that's the running back, so you know, label attached to him? I mean, you hear Melvin Gordon's name a little bit. I mean, you know, on on CBS Sports, they have Derrick Henry at number twenty five, but the way he just had that postseason, yeah, he showed he's that, only twenty six. Yeah,
1: he showed that he can he can be the guy that carries you to win some games. Yeah, I mean, he can be a guy that you give you know the ball thirty times to in a playoff game, and he'll. He'll be able to carry you.
0: And then, you know, speaking of Tennessee, too, it's, you know, they're in a similar situation. Like, are you comfortable giving a boatload of cash to Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. who wasn't even your starter at the beginning of the season? Yeah. It's the, you know, Case Keenum sort of yeah. effect. Not to knock on the guy, but it's no, like, how much do you pay a guy look, that was half of, half a year starter? Yeah,
1: you look, at, you look at where he was at the start of the year to where he is now, and that's the comparison I was going to make. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Tannehill maybe was a little bit better numbers-wise and stuff like that, but, you know, they both... Made, got the team to the playoff. They both got their team to the ch- their respective championship games. Yeah. And now, you know, the difference is I think when Keenan entered free agency, there was a lot less options as far as quarterbacks go. So he got paid a little more. But now this year, you look at the free agency class for quarterbacks, and even though Tannehill had a great year, yeah. If you're a team out there that is going to be shopping for your starting quarterback, are you going to take him if you have a realistic shot at a Tom Brady or a Phillip Rivers or a Teddy Bridgewater?
0: Yeah, when you look at him, I mean, you throw in Andy Dalton. I mean, this this is going to be a weird quarterback offseason because you got the free agency, but then the draft with Tua uh, and uh, uh, Burrow Burrow. and then Derek Carr, who knows what the hell the Raiders are going to do with Derek Carr. But, I mean, at least for me, I would take Teddy Bridgewater over Ryan Tannehill.
1: I think so. I think Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys that that's a little bit more of a scheme fit. Mm-hmm. Some you know chances are a little bit more of a West Coast style. You know short right. passes, rhythm, timing, kind of things. I mean that's the type of play he's been best at during his career. Be at Minnesota yeah. or New Orleans, but still, I mean that's you know now you're for him you're several years removed from that injury, and he did exactly what he needed to do when he started for this team. He played pretty well.
0: Do you think if Taysom Hill was going to be a free agent? He'd be a player, uh, player for the Patriots. Like he just seems like that would be a guy Bill Belichick would want. Well, at quarterback. He would
1: he, he would take a flyer, you know? Because I mean, Sean Payton has used Taysom Hill really well. Yeah. But if there's anyone out there that is known for using, you know, finding maybe flawed players and finding a way to use them to their strengths, yeah. it's Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I just saw this too. Uh, did you see who's joining the front office staff for the Patriots?
1: Elliot Wolf, yeah,
0: wasn't he supposed to be in Seattle helping out with their draft? And now he's with New England. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, I don't know if that guy's stock has dropped because you kept hearing about him as a GM candidate when he was with Green Bay, and you know, and then it got quiet. Well, Cleveland would do that to you mm-hmm. in a heartbeat, but that's not a bad situation to be in. No, <laughs> to go over there. And no, it's a
1: very easy way to raise your stock.
0: Uh huh. To get that Belichick mold.
1: Yep. Get a little, have a little of that. Yeah bill belichick uh magic pixie dust on
0: you mm-hmm. yeah uh some other players uh that uh, probably are expected. i mean dak prescott's the other one that's out there i think we all know he's gonna be a cowboy
1: i think so i mean that's if you're dallas you can't let him get away yeah and, and
0: i don't want to get into the well is he worth it is he is he the best quarterback in the league no he's not but it's all about what the market is at that yeah. point I mean that's that's not Dak's fault.
1: No, that cha- and that because that changes year to year. You look at who who are the top three paid quarterbacks. You know, entering this year, it's different than who it was two years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo at one point were the highest. Yeah, I believe Joe Flacco at one point was the highest. You it know, seemed, it changes every single year.
1: It seems less about you know is this person the best, and more about can this person take us where we need to go.
0: That's a good way of putting and it. And if yeah. you
1: can, then you pay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, and then. You know, obviously the other quarterback Drew Brees, we know he's taking the yeah. Saints. That 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 and then Phillip Rivers, I think Phillip Rivers is going to the Colts.
1: It seems like there's a lot of smoke to that fire there. It's a it's a ready made spot for him to jump in. Very mm-hmm. good offensive line, weapons on the outside. I mean that's that is I mean, as much fun as I think it could be to maybe see Tom Brady there for those very same reasons. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like there's as much there as there is maybe with Rivers.
0: Do you I mean, think the Raiders move on from Carr? And is that the right move?
1: I don't know because he's been kind of messed around so much. Remember, we're not that far removed of prior to that injury, was that twenty sixteen?
0: Yeah, when they he, went to the playoffs and it was like the battle of the backups in that yeah, playoff game. When he, Raiders, where, Texans. Yeah, where he got
1: <laughs> where he was leading that team and people thought like, Oh wow, I mean he's he's gonna be the next, you know, top shelf quarterback and yeah. then he got hurt and it's just been kind of this and that, and then the coaching change, and then yeah. whenever you bring a new quarter or a new coach, and you always wonder, you know, is this person on board with this person? And,
0: and look at how many times he's got different, like Antonio Brown. Hey, he's going to be paired with a premier receiver. Then that just kind of blew up in smoke. Yeah, I mean, it's he's had like different targets every single
1: year too. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to build consist, you know, consistency and a rapport with someone when you don't have those same people around you. Mm-hmm. So that's a heck of a question because I know there was also some smoke to maybe. Tom Brady to Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, that could be kind of maybe the big flashy move they look to make. And if that's the case, obviously he's on the way out. But yeah.
0: Then I think he jumps up as the best available. Yeah. Be- Derek no, you Carr. Know,
1: because he's, I mean, one, you think there is a little bit of that kind of, you know, upside because of what the way things have kind of went around him the last couple of years and also, the, you know, his, his age. Yeah. You know, besides Teddy Bridgewater, and I guess, you know, Brian Tannehill, who's still a little bit older, but, you know, you're looking at the people like Tom Brady and Philip Rivers, I and mean, those aren't long term
0: players Mm -hmm. yeah and uh to kind of wrap up the quarterbacks you know Jameis winston marcus we were at that draft yes we were uh in chicago in 2015 um remember the whole you know chicago wanted them fans in chicago wanted the bears to trade up for marcus uh and and for the second overall
1: pick they just had to wait and wait a little while and get mitchell trubisky so it all worked out
0: they did get kevin white that year so they did the the bears fans
1: were really excited while (laughs) you and i the the vikings the packer fan just kind of sitting there with our hands in our pocket going Okay. hmm yep.
0: All right. Yep. Because that was the same draft of Mari Cooper, too, Yeah, I, b- I believe. But I know Cooper was drafted before, I I think, by the Raiders. I'll have to double-check that. Yeah. Maybe not, but I, let me double-check that while we're talking. But, you know, looking at Winston and, and Marcus, I mean, Winston seems to be highly rated by a lot of people, a lot better than Marcus. And Marcus has gone to a lot of teams to the playoffs. Now, I think Marcus is more of a scheme fit. Jameis has the arm talent, but I mean, he turns the ball over left and right. And
1: that's the thing. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that feels like they can unlock, you know, kind of that next level of someone. You see it in, in any other sport, in, base, in baseball, you'll see it with a, you know, a hard-throwing pitcher that maybe can't corral their, you know, that can't corral it and throw strikes. It's like, oh, well, maybe we're, we we think we can be the ones that you know unlock this because of, you know, just because we have a high opinion of how we are as coaches. Mm-hmm. I think someone's going to you know look that way with Jameis Winston. Obviously, with him, though. It's not just that. It's not just oh, maybe his mechanics are wonky. There's right. other things that come with him that, you know, maybe are going to have some teams just say, you know what, we don't want to deal with that.
0: Uh, Cooper was the fourth overall pick. Take a look at this draft: Jameis, one, Marcus two, Dante followers three. Uh, Poor
1: guy got hurt before he even hit, hit yeah. the, uh, the field for a game.
0: Yep. You know, uh, Cooper's four. Brandon Sheriff. That's a good one for Washington. Yep. Uh, Leonard Williams, Kevin White. Vic Beasley, Eric Flowers, Todd Gurley, then Trey Wayne's Danny Shelton. Yeah. Top twelve right there. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was an interesting draft there, when you look there, back at it now.
1: Yeah. There are some there are definitely some swings and misses in there.
0: Shane Ray is even in the league anymore for, I don't know. for Denver at that point. Um but yeah. Shane Ray is uh yeah, he's currently a free agent right now. So all right. Uh some other I wanna you know, if you're looking at some of these available players you know they're highly ranked but i don't think they're going to be switching like chris jones from the chiefs yeah, it i sounds can't like see they the want chiefs back. would let him go i mean yeah. he was such a dominant force uh ej green i know that one's he got he's going to get the tag it sounds like and i don't know if it's because it's joe burrow's already calling shots but there was that uh, report from the combine he said that he wants a.j green Say, I can't
1: say. I mean, I can't say I blame him. No, I mean, I mean,
0: if you're a rookie quarterback and obviously you're going into a bad situation, if you're the number one overall pick and you got AJ Green, well, hell yeah, I want to yeah. play with him.
1: Yeah, and if you're the Bengals, you're probably <laughs> and you want to make sure that Joe Burrow wants to stay, wanting to go to Cincinnati. You uh-huh. pro- and look, you're also you know bringing back a you know really your who's been kind of the face of your franchise yeah. the last decade.
0: Yep. How about now this guy, Jadavian Clowney uh first for more first overall pick by the texans it was traded to seattle last year uh you know a little surprised uh, maybe he goes back to seattle but you really haven't heard anything uh, about him returning there but i mean when he remember when he was drafted he was vaunt, vaunt, or vaunted as
1: this you know big time yeah pass the next kind of like the the prototype of the next generation of pass rusher
0: yeah uh and he's not bad, but I don't think he's lived up to no, that. Good, expectation. but not great. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, is he? Would you consider him one of the premier pass rushers in the league?
1: I'd say he's good, like you know, someone you definitely want on your team. But I don't know. Yeah, if you, I don't think. What's I'm, his
0: position? Is it outside linebacker? Is it defensive end?
1: Maybe that helps him. Maybe yeah. you know, maybe there's that helps him kind of give him a little bit more versatility for somebody. Mm-hmm. And just, you know that you know hitting free agency generally if you're a pass rusher and you almost have a pulse you're going to get paid it's just a matter right. of how much
0: looking at uh his his sack numbers here he's never had a double digit year uh which first, might
1: surprise surprise me
0: yeah uh he's been close a couple times uh the most he's had is nine and a half and that was 2017 with houston uh then he had nine the following year only three with seattle last year uh the one year he played all 16 games was the year he had nine and a half sacks too but it's been zero four and a half six nine and a half nine three so since 2014 2019 six years in the league 32 sacks
1: so and especially after you oh. hearing those numbers then i would say you know probably not
0: yeah and that's i don't you know looking at it, it's one year he's linebacker one year's defensive end the other one he's middle linebacker and i mean it's it's kind of all over the place i mean the dude's six foot five and 255
1: very fast I mean, very athletic i mean he's you know what he can do. It's just a matter of, yeah, are you the team that thinks? And that's that's a lot of, to me, what NFL free agency is, is you're paying elite prices for players that have been good up until that point. And look, sometimes that worked out. It worked out very well for the Packers last year. Yeah. Was there, I mean, Zarius Smith and Preston Smith. Yep. You know, Sometimes it just takes getting into a different t- system with a different team that believes in you and turns you loose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that works. But we've also seen a lot of times where it doesn't.
0: hmm Yeah. And then uh, some other the other defensive players, like Eric Armstead, it was San Francisco that's kind of the the negative side of a team coming out of nowhere and going to the Super Bowl and having a successful year some of those guys that were getting by cheap it's now time to pay up and get yeah them.
1: and you know someone else a lot of times in the past it was Al Davis when he was still around if you if you were in especially if you're a Super Bowl MVP mm-hmm. he was willing to throw a bunch of money at you but yeah yeah you know, that's that's the thing is it's it's tough to build a team that gets to a Super Bowl it's even tougher to keep a team. Yeah. Because you know, eventually you have to pay these players, and you know if these players are more likely going to get more money elsewhere, you know yeah. you're going to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, looking at, I want to go back to the running backs here quick with, with Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry's is out there. Melvin Gordon is also out there. He sat out last year, wanting a new contract. While well, he's going to get a new one now this year. The running back thing is just so it's so tricky because I I, I wonder how many teams now are going to be gun shy because of Todd Gurley.
1: And you've seen it's and David Johnson, on, yeah, and it's it's almost it's it's coming waves. Like there was a time a couple of years ago where you wouldn't think about drafting a running back in the first round, yeah, and then that's kind of come back. But now it's a matter of teams kind of being a little bit nervous to pay for that second contract. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen recently Todd Gurley, you know Ezekiel Elliott who got paid and you know had a good year last year, but maybe not the money you were expecting out of somebody that's getting paid that much. And you've got teams that are coming to that decision. Aaron Jones with Green Bay, Dalvin Cook with Minnesota. Yep. You know, do you want to pay for that, or do you want to just
0: Trust kind of, your system. You trust your—you know, you, know.
1: You know, both of those teams have other running backs that, you know, they feel like maybe they could go with if, mm-hmm. if that happened, but you, you don't know. And that's kind of the thing that makes running backs so tricky.
0: Well, and it's interesting. You mentioned those two teams because Minnesota's now offensive coordinator's Gary Kubiak, Green Bay— Matt LaFleur comes from the Mike Shanahan offense. Both are from the Mike Shanahan offense. And what did Shanahan do so well during his Denver
1: days? He found running backs.
0: Found running backs everywhere and plugged them in, and they were able to get 1,000, 2,000 yards. And that was
1: kind of part of the allure with Dalvin Cook in Minnesota last year. There, People were saying, like, this is the most talented running back they've had for this system. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and he had, obviously he, had, he was doing very well until he got hurt. Right. But that's it. I mean, you, you feel like, you know, in that kind of, you know, that Kubiak style of zone blocking that, you know, Maybe it's a little bit easier to find running backs that can get the job done.
0: Yeah. And that's where you saw, like, San Francisco last year. I mean, how many yeah. different guys I mean, stepped up, and there was like, oh, there's a game for that dude. And, you know, Yeah, it was yards. Mostert
1: one week. It was Tevin Coleman the next week. It mm-hmm. was whoever the next week. And that got him to the Super Bowl.
0: And McKinnon hasn't even been able to get on the no, field No, two years ago, he was
1: looked at as being, like, the workhorse. Like, yeah. this is going to be the guy. Yep. And then, you know, he just unfortunately has been injured twice hasn't been able to get on the field.
0: Couldn't stay healthy. no. Tight ends, uh, highlighted by probably a couple of guys. you got Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry. Now, these are two interesting—now, tight ends interesting to begin with because it's always the hardest position to figure out for the draft. I mean, Eric Ebron's also a free agent, too. Yeah. Which version of Eric Ebron are yeah, you going to get? two years ago or last year. Yeah. Very different. Yep. Uh, and then Hunter Henry's had some health issues, but he was a highly rated tight end uh, out of Arkansas. I I believe, I believe so. Yep. And then Austin Hooper— Which it seems like he's going to be the guy that gets the biggest contract, but there's some doubters out there. Did he benefit from, you know, Julio Jones and that type of all? But people, I think, or teams are so desperate for tight ends right now. That you're going to pay. Yeah. And you look at some of the best that are in the game, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, they were mid-round picks.
1: Yeah. You know, so... And Rob Gronkowski was too.
0: Yeah. So it's like, but the tight end and today's game is such a valuable piece for a lot of teams that they're willing to pay and and get some of these athletic guys that you know what hooper that i think that's where a lot of people are saying hooper's not going to live up to the contract yeah, that maybe he gets.
1: you're playing a, a an elite price for a good player mm-hmm. which as i mentioned is a lot of it seems like what nfl free agency is but if if you're not getting good production out of that well that's still a lot better than what you've been getting
0: yeah uh so i look at it you know green bay as a team that, you know, they're probably going to move on from Jimmy Graham. I have to imagine they will. But there's some, you know, they've been rumored to be attached with with Austin Hooper. But, you know, are you willing to give all that money to a guy that might be a good tight end within that system? But then does that mean you're already throwing a towel on, like, Jay Sternberger, who was a third-round pick? And not saying he could be the next George Kittle or, 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 or Travis Kelsey, but does that stunt that growth of that potential to see what you have in him a little bit?
1: Yeah, you're. That's you know. Those are the tough decisions that are going to need to be made. Or if you're the Packers, you then turn around and want to spend another high, another first, second, or third round pick on another on another tight end. Yeah, you know, maybe a guy like a Chase Claypool out of the first round or a, a Cole Kmet out of Notre Dame as well. That you know these are the these are the tough decisions you have to make.
0: hmm Uh so as you look at Ebron was probably the one that scares me. Him and Tyler Efert from Cincinnati. You know, Tyler's gone through so much injuries. Had a good year last year, but again, which which version are you going to get? That that's where I, I get nervous spending money on on some of those guys. Yeah. When when it look when they look at that, and Ebron's more of a talent sort of thing, like consistency part. Yeah. He's got the physical tools, and he showed it two years ago. But when Chris Ballard, the general manager for the Colts, kind of comes out and blatantly says, "Yeah, we're not bringing him back," well, why?
1: Yeah. Not even <laughs> to say like, "Oh, well, you know, it's something we're going to look into." Just flat out saying, "No, we're done." Yeah like that says a lot it with does saying say very little
0: mm-hmm. uh and i want to look at receivers here uh quickly too Cooper cooper's going to dallas i can't see jerry jones letting him go away and i want to get back to dallas here after the after we look at uh wide receivers but cooper and then it's kind of okay what's after uh Mari cooper and maybe the next big name out there uh is robbie anderson from the jets but maybe kind of like austin hooper he's shown flashes in that but are you willing to pay him $15, $16 million a year?
1: Yeah. How much do you believe that maybe he just needs to be in a better environment, mm-hmm. you know, playing for the Jets? Right. Let's be real here. Versus, right. um, you know, just that maybe he's just, you know, big fish in a small pond kind of a scenario. Yeah.
0: Uh, And then you, so you look at some of the other wide receivers, and I just look at a lot of these guys like Brashad Perriman, okay? Uh, there, There's a couple of other guys. But I, I look at this list of wide receivers, and I – there's a lot of guys to me that stand out as they didn't live up to their potential and they had one good year this past year and now they're ready to cash in. Perryman is, a, is that example, former first round pick for Baltimore. Couldn't catch anything. Went to Cleveland. Well, it was Cleveland a few years ago. And then under Bruce Arians system in Tampa Bay, put up some good numbers. And now there's market value. They're talking about him being eight, $9 million per year. And then you got Randall Cobb, who went and had over 800 yards with Dallas when everybody thought he was washed up in Green Bay? But there's people saying Perriman's worth more than Randall Cobb right now, even though he's got more of a tape and gets. I just you know looking at these receivers and like Philip Dorsett's another one. Yeah. You know that was uh was he come from Miami I believe uh, in a trade to New England. Phillip, Indianapolis, was, Indianapolis. Thank you. Uh, in a trade there, where he was a highly thought, he played at University of Miami. I think that's I think what so. it was.
1: But yeah, I think that was the uh, Jacoby Brissett trade, wasn't yes,
0: it? Yes. Yeah. So you got these guys that had you know these high expectations, or there was a lot of hype surrounding them, and then they didn't live up to it. But then, hey, one year or so, they're in the free. And that this free this wide receiver market worries me. In terms of that, you got the Emmanuel Sanders, but he's in his thirties. You know, Sammy Watkins might be released, but we don't know yeah. at this point. It's just I look outside of Cooper. There's a lot of unknowns with his there's wide just receiver a lot of flawed market.
1: Players, mm-hmm. you know, and those flaws may they be inconsistency, maybe they be injury issues, maybe they be whatever. But you're right, and if you're a team like Green Bay, where I think the last few years Brian Gutekunst has done a really good job of identifying this is our biggest need, we need to fix it mm-hmm. and doing it. It was the, you know the secondary two years ago was a pass rush last year. Right now, it's probably the receiving core. Yeah, that's a little bit dangerous to if you're going to go the free agency route with that to try to do that with some of those guys because you're right. I mean, there's yeah, there for some of them. Last year was very good. But you're also not that far removed from them kind of being just, you know, available. Yeah. For one reason or another and you know, that's another one of those things where, you know, so far it's two for two on kind of addressing those things, but you don't want to swing a miss right. because especially in that position because of how important it is to your quarterback. Mhm.
0: Yeah. uh so this this free agent one i mean then you have AJ green but it sounds like he's you know fan tries tag in Cincinnati and and that there too so that takes away two of the bigger names and then Robbie ander I mean 17 15 16 17 million dollars a year i don't know I don't know that hey, this worries me and then of course I'm just kind of scrolling through a list here you got haha Clinton. I don't know where he's gonna go and I mean this this is you know even the quarterbacks i mean there's gonna be guys I think in any other given year they might be signed for starter money, but they're going to be a backup this year because yeah. of the depth of the draft oh, yeah. coming up. And you know, like Marcus
1: Mariota might Mariotta have gotten a might... chance to shot to, to start somewhere, but
0: this year he's probably going to be a backup. Yeah, somewhere else. It's going to be a team that needs a veteran quarterback or at least wants a veteran quarterback is going to have opportunities this year. Yes. They're going to have opportunities. Yeah, it's a good market. Even...
1: it's a good for like a Chicago. Yeah, it's and a we're... good market for them.
0: Andy Dalton's going to be either traded or released at you know. Because you know, what's the point? Yeah,
1: especially tying up that much money if you've got your quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I want to go back to uh, Dallas because you know Mike McCarthy's in Dallas. They're gonna they're gonna get Dak Prescott done. Th- that's gonna be done. They gave Zeke all that cash last year. They won Amari Cooper. Mike McCarthy having flashbacks to his uh, Green Bay days of all the money going to the offense and the defense is suffering because Byron Jones, there's not going to be enough money to keep him in Dallas. No. Uh, so, I mean, they've got money tied into Lawrence on, on the defensive line. But that's they, about it. Yeah. I mean,
1: they might have to build, rebuild kind of around him.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, is, is McCarthy looking at this saying, hey, I, I'm going to a situation and the general is willing to spend, but... A oh, crap! It's all offense. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> at this I've been point. here. I've been here before. Yeah, I'm familiar with this. So where's my playbook from 2011? Yeah, oh, we're putting up all those points.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, that's it's kind of scary how similar that is in some ways. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that and that Dallas team. I mean, ultimately, I think what they do is going to be defined on what they do defensively yeah. because that's outside of Demarcus Lawrence, and you know you've got those talented group of linebackers. Well, you're going to have to kind of rebuild on the fly because this is not a team that's still going to take two steps back, to take four steps forward. If they were, they wouldn't have hired an experienced veteran coach like Mike McCarthy. And did. that doesn't strike me as Jerry Jones ever.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. So I, I I don't fault Dallas for doing this, but then I also look at Dallas as one of those teams, I said it a couple years ago, they're going to regret it. One of those teams that didn't, like, they d- didn't live up to the expectation. They didn't take advantage of their opportunities the that they had. The window. The window. You were getting a fifth-round quarterback who was your starter and winning games. Yeah. Zeke Elliott was under his rookie contract. You you were investing your money in your offensive line. You, you had the opportunity. Green Bay knocked him out in, in the playoffs mm-hmm. a couple years ago, but they had that opportunity there. And when Des Des Bryant was still kind of doing stuff and, and being yep. a decent wide receiver, yeah, right? was, yeah. Uh, but they they missed out on their window because now look at they have to invest all that money. And to those three guys—I well, mean, Cooper wasn't there—but I mean, you're yeah. going to keep him.
1: And we've just seen another team that has won during that window with Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, coming up pretty quick here. Patrick Mahomes is going to get absolute monster money, and is going to deserve it.
0: Yeah. And San Francisco, on the flip side, you know they gave Jimmy Garoppolo all that money, but they had other guys stepping up. Yeah, it was a, it was <laughs> almost their
1: defense that was in that yeah. in, in that first you know that first contract window. And now you mentioned Eric Armstead. There's some of those other defensive players that are starting to you know, you know get Baca
0: Bosa, you know.
1: They're going to get paid here. Coming up here pretty quick. Yeah. So nothing's forever in the NFL.
0: No, it's a cycle. That's why I just you know Dallas. I think that window was there and they lost it. I'm not saying that they're not going to go to the play, but it's going to be hard when you're going to be the
1: the, what seemed to be the optimal opportunity. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you can still go when things are not you know optimal. But even
0: Philly, I mean, you know, they went with Nick Foles, but Wentz was still under that rookie deal.
1: Yeah. So it, it, it didn't it. hurt them
0: as much. So they were investing on uh, that defense and getting all those pass rushers on there. Mm-hmm. And Some good receivers. And able to bring in Elshon Jeffrey and, and all those guys. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's going to be weird. But I'm excited about – I love NFL free agency because it's just a frenzy yeah, of you, everything. It's,
1: it's – NFL, NBA, and to a lesser extent, NHL are very different from baseball where mm-hmm. – it's like a fireworks show. It's like the grand finale of a fireworks show. It's just boom, 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 boom. And, you know, you pretty much know most players of consequence where they're going within the first week. And baseball is a little bit more kind of tempered. You know, it takes a while for a lot of teams. But, you know, for the NFL, that works out really well because that essentially carries you through March into early April. And then, well, in April you have the draft.
0: Right. And that's where, you know, that's why I don't like to pay attention to mock drafts right now because, I mean, whoever's mocking stuff now, that could change next week. Yeah. Uh, on a dime right Again. away. So I don't know, but uh, it's, you know, looking you're, – you're a Minnesota guy. I know Minnesota's crunched with cap space. Trey Waynes has got to be I, – I can't see him being it's, back. I it mean,
1: seems like that right now, number one, I think the for sure guy that's gone is Xavier Rhodes. I mean, you can move on from him without – much in the way of you know dead cap space, especially considering what you got last year, I mean yeah. he kind of went the Namdi awesome all way of just kind of falling <laughs> off the cliff. Right.
0: there's a name right there there
1: you go that's also. someone that got paid big, left Oakland, went to Philly, and just they never know. worked out. but you know the interesting thing, and this is just you know simply going off the the uh, pro football focus for, you know stats and stuff, which you know grain of salt, but still it's something to give maybe give you a little context as as good as the Vikings defense was ranked by them last year, you know especially against the pass. A lot of that came from their safety play, which that's another free agent with Anthony, Anthony Harris, Herbst, who's yeah. an, is someone that it doesn't sound like he's, you know, he might have priced himself out as far as the year, he, the year couple of years he's had of being, you know, right out of Minnesota's price range. Yeah. So, but I, I could see there being significant turnover at the cornerback spot with McKenzie Alexander's a free agent. Mm hmm. You, you know, Mike Tom or Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike, um, uh, free agent, uh, Dang it, I'm forgetting his name. Um that's no, not Mike uh Mike Jenkins. There, we there go. you go. Mike Jenkins. <laughs> I don't know, why I was thinking Mike Thomas, but I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking the receivers or whoever, but uh, Michael Jenkins. Mike Jenkins got hurt. Or the, yeah. the the yeah, he got hurt last year at the end of the year. I mean, there's just a lot of uncertainty right now in that, you know, defense uh, out of the cornerback group, which mm-hmm. I mean, that's Mike Zimmer's bread and butter. You, you don't have to twist his arm to get him to want to draft a, uh, a, a cornerback in the first round, which yeah. you know, suddenly that once again becomes a bit of a of a need but there's also other needs there so i mean there's going to be some tough decisions that have been made they've kind of you know kicked the can down the road a couple times here in recent years I and mean, people thought last year that anthony barr and kyle rudolph probably wouldn't be back mm-hmm. with the team well they mike hughes have... were you thinking mike hughes yeah yes, I, mike yeah hughes. sorry about that no. I he, <laughs> like yeah. mike jenkins wasn't no, his, yeah that's uh, not philly that, no I, I was just yeah
0: mike hughes uh, mike hughes UCF. sorry about
1: that sorry about that but yes um you so
0: nobody's listening anyways
1: <laughs> but um you know they they were kind of kicking the can down the road, but now I mean there's players they can move on from. It sounds like Everson Griffin, you know, op, you know, had the option to opt out of his contract, had a solid year, could stand to make some money for agency. Sounds like he wants to be back, but you know it's going to come down to money. I'm looking at, uh, at
0: according to Track from Minnesota, your estimated cap space available seven seven hundred forty six thousand. There you go. That, that's not optimal. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's uh, not. Your cap hits, obviously, Kirk Cousins, your biggest one at $31 million, Yes. And you can't release him because you'd have a dead cap of $31 Yeah, million. so,
1: yeah. And if he gets traded, which I know there's been some rumblings, maybe San Francisco's interested one, basically he would have to agree to it to yeah. not carry that dead cap space. Mm-hmm. And if he's not going to do that, Minnesota's not going to trade him.
0: Yep. Uh, Stefan Diggs has the other biggest one at 14 and a million.
1: But... I believe there's some dead cap space in there if he's traded. Yep. Which is when 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 with the issue of his Stefan Diggs being traded, that's where I always came back to I don't see it because why would a team that's already in salary cap issue trade someone that's not gonna necessarily open up a ton of cap space right. and is going to create another significant hole. Yep. You know, to me that doesn't make sense.
0: Yep. I completely agree. So you mentioned Xavier Rhodes. He's got a twelve point nine cap hit, a dead cap hit of four point eight. So I mean, you actually would be saving money there, Mm -hmm. eight million. You'd open up eight million ish there. So Linval Joseph is another. Yes. Yeah, twelve point eight, two point four. That's you're talking about almost ten million, right? Yeah, that's. uh, You know who's the guy that? uh, Now you mentioned Anthony Harris. How old is Anthony? Is he? He's pretty young. I mean, he's younger.
1: He's in his. I, I think this is his. He's. Mid, mid, mid okay. to later 20s. So he's, he is younger than Harrison Smith. And I know I where you're going gonna, with this. Yeah,
0: Harrison Smith has a 10.75. And cap he's, hit. I believe
1: this is the last year of his contract.
0: And he's only got a $2 million cap hit. Yeah, so Dead he's, cap hit.
1: And he's in that spot where it, you would need to keep at least one of those two. You, mm-hmm. you You're not going to release them both because then you are really in trouble. Yeah. But, you know, he's maybe, is he someone that's maybe a candidate for an extension?
0: Yeah, he's 31 and he's under contract for through 2021.
1: Okay, so, so there's two free, years left. Yeah,
0: two years left, and then yeah, Harrison Smith is, uh, yeah, Harrison Smith. Yeah, 31. maybe there's a
1: restructure where you add another year, you know, some years, but you you know, you find a way to finagle the money to give him some more money in the in the in the interim.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anthony Harris, is twenty eight, yes. so he have four years. Yep, and their market value for him is thirteen point eight per year.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's he has worked him. He's been very good. He's worked his way, and you know, I think the only other person that's a possible cap casualty might be Riley Reef. Left tackle mm-hmm. yeah. which I mean that again then that would open up a hole I mean right now I think Minnesota is probably pretty okay for one reason or another with the right side of their line Brian O'Neill's probably been their best offensive lineman mm-hmm. you know right guard Josh Klein's been fine Garrett Bradbury very up and down rookie year had some great games but also had some games you know against you know stout D tackles you know that were you know Green Bay mm-hmm. Chicago where he struggled but as a rookie you just spend a first round pick on him he's not going anywhere no you know Pet all line that's probably looked at as a weak length of that line. You know, probably somewhat. You know, you're looking for a guard, but mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, you, Riley Reef has been fine. But ideally, a left tackle is one of those spots where you want to be better than fine. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that and if you're looking for a spot where you can kind of create some money. That's probably one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've got some uh, work cut out for them to figure out uh, yep. some budgeting. And then on the Green Bay side of things, I think it starts with Jimmy Graham and releasing Lane Taylor and Jimmy Graham to open up about uh, was it about twelve million dollars more or something like that. Yeah, so uh, they'll have a little bit more money at least right now to, yeah. to play with.
1: And the thing too is you look at how much money Green Bay would have if you made that moves, and it was I mean it's a decent chunk, but you also but you have to look at it relative to other teams, right? You know, if you say uh, you know, for example, if it's forty million dollars, well that sounds like a lot and it is a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you know twenty four teams in the league have more than that, then suddenly it's not as much.
0: Right. Yeah. And you gotta factor in uh your rookie pools yep. and you all got, that stuff. Know, too. There may
1: be some extensions you're looking for down the line here. Kenny Clark. Yeah, that's I mean, he's going to get paid and rightfully so.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then I was looking at twenty twenty one free agent for Green Bay. You got Bakhtiari, it's you know, it's there is a lot Kevin of, King, yeah. Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, you've got people there that you know, normally, if you're going to get that extension, this is probably the offseason to do it because you like to do it ahead of time. Yep. You like to do it before you're taking the field for their final year of that deal.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly right. All right. So I think we did a good job covering it. About 40 minutes worth. There we right go. There. Free agency. Time primer. Flew. Yeah, right? Time flies when you have fun, boss. Sure does. Let's do it again. Thanks yes. for stopping in. Uh, but that's it for this edition of the Man Cave Football Podcast. Make sure you're downloading or uh, subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify stitcher google play all that good good stuff uh, and uh uh, make sure you're subscribing and that way you never miss another episode of the man football podcast we'll be back again for next episode probably looking at the draft that should be fun so we'll bring you back on. there we go that's that's
1: right in the wheelhouse all
0: right let's crack some beers and uh let's upload this podcast there we go